0: Hello, and welcome to the Remnant Community Church Sunday podcast. We're so glad that you are here, and our prayer is that this message will bless you and encourage you on your journey. Thanks for listening, and enjoy. It's a praise, and as I was reading over there and and just thinking about praise and what praise does and the effect that praise has, uh, something that came up was in Acts, You know, when Paul and Silas were in jail, you know, um, for preaching the gospel, for doing what was right, they were bound. They were in chains. They found themselves struggling. And it says they began to praise. And it says the prison doors were open. Uh, the prison doors were open. But something else beautiful happened as well. And it says all the prisoners' chains were broken. So as you begin to praise, it's not just about you, but it's about those that are connected to you. Those that you are uh, uh, concerned about. Sometimes we think church is just about us. Amen. When we're in a lot better place than a lot of people. Amen. We're not better than them, but we're better off. Amen. Because we know God. We know Jesus. We know the hope. And yes, we get discouraged. But the reality is, is that we have something that people are looking for. And that's hope. And that's peace. And that's the ability to praise someone that's bigger than you. That can change a situation. That can change their situation. And basically what we did this morning was we interceded on on the behalf of those that are struggling. Those that are facing death sentences, literally. Literally facing death sentences. But we know a God that was raised from the dead. Amen. A God that died and rose again. And every stripe that He took was so that we could be healed. Ah, He became a curse. It says every sickness is a curse. He became a curse and overcame it and now he calls us blessed amen so as we praise him as we lift him up as we say yes as we agree with him and say yes this wasn't even planned but you know i've been preaching a series about yes god's yes amen i'm going to continue to talk about that today god's yes hallelujah but yes is our praise to Him. Yes is our worship. Yes is I will obey. I will follow. I will do. I will sacrifice my life. I will pray for those that need prayer. I will stand in the gap. I will give. I will do. Yes says I'll do it all. And I know sometimes we are like, well, I don't know if I can do that. But this is the beautiful thing about God is that it is through His strength. Right? Even in our weakness, even when it's like, God, I can't do it. He said his strength is made perfect in weakness and our weakness. He, did, he never intended for you to do it in your own strength. But he says, I can live this life through you. Right. That's why Holy Spirit is inside of us, dwelling inside of us, giving us the strength, the power, the insight, the wisdom. Amen. I am thankful for Praise. Praise does something for us. And sometimes we just push on through praise, right? We we get our two songs in and we're done. But today God said, no, no, let's slow down. Let's slow down. They done prepared all week. They done practiced and practiced and practiced. And that's all right. We're going to keep practicing. But God says, today I just want a yes. Amen. I just want your pure worship. And that's what we gave him. Amen. We gave him pure worship. Uh, Just a simple yes. Yes, I'll obey. Yes, I'll go through. Yes, I'll believe you. Yes, I'll trust you. Yes, I know that you are for me and not against me. Yes, I know that you created me. Uh, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm not a mistake. Uh, I'm not a mistake. Glory to God. Nothing in my life was a mistake. Because you predestined me uh, for good works. Hallelujah. Amen. Can we give God a hand clap of praise uh, for what he has already done? Uh, His spirit has ministered to us. I know it's ministered to me. Amen. Uh, Glory to God. I am thankful for God's spirit. Uh, it's a beautiful spirit that's in here, and so we, we, we can bask in it, right? we can take it in, we can get what we need today, uh, because the King is here, amen, uh, the one that can fix whatever you're worried about, whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, He is able to do it, glory to God, and so I'm excited to teach again along the lines, or in the series of God's. Yes, and so specifically today I want to talk about you are his yes. Amen, you are his yes." And so I'm going to turn to Psalms 139 and 13. Psalms 139, 13 and 14. So you are his yes." And so Psalms 139 and 13 says, "For I formed you." I formed, excuse me, for you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. Verse 14 says, I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. Amen. So I'm going to read that again. Psalms 139 and 13 says, for you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. Verse 14 says, I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. Amen. Y'all know that this is good news, that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And so we hear this a lot. Uh, But as I was studying and as I was asking God what I would talk about, he began uh, to say that you, this is individual to you, You are his yes. You are his yes. And so what I'm going to talk about today is about self-worth and value. Amen? And so seeing our our self-worth and value in a positive light can be difficult at times, if not impossible. Would you agree? Your self-worth and your value can be difficult to see, if not impossible, sometimes. Meaning you don't feel valuable all the time. You don't feel that you're here for a purpose. You don't feel like that you really even matter. How many of y'all know that we can be our, worst on, our own worst critic? Right. Right? We can be our own worst yeah. critic. Sometimes we think we deserve to be condemned because of what we have done. Isn't that right? Some of us believe that we should be punished... Because of the things that we have done. And so when we look at it, one of the main problems that we face is that we measure our value based on what we have not accomplished. Let me say that again. So we measure our self value, our worth, our self worth based on how much we have not accomplished. I didn't go to college. I don't have a career, I'm not married, I'm not a parent, I didn't have a father or mother in my life, I'm not a certain color, I'm not a certain size, I'm too big, I'm too small, I'm not tall, I'm, I'm short. All these different things. I didn't come from a certain class of people. My parents weren't successful, they weren't there for me. right? If we were to be honest, we absolutely look at those things and we compare ourselves to other people. Isn't that right? We look and we say, well, I, I can't be that successful as a parent because both my parents weren't there, right? We think on these things. And, and this is soul work, right? This, this is going to be a, a little bit deep. It's going to touch some stuff, and it's going, uh, it's going to, to uproot some things. But I tell you, at the end, there's good news. Amen. Amen. Your self-worth and your value, uh, you, you need it, right? You need it. We need it as believers uh, in order to operate, to be successful, uh, to have a positive outlook. So we value ourselves against others. Isn't that right? So if I was to ask you something that's wrong with you, you would tell me something, and more than likely that is rooted in what someone else has, done, looks like, or whatever, right? You look at yourself and you're like, well, I'm too big. Based on who? Too big for what? Based on what, right? And one term that I learned a long time ago is that comparison is a killer. Comparison is a killer. You want to know why? How many, how many of y'all know about your fingerprint? Have you ever heard about your fingerprint? Okay. So there's over 7 billion people in the world. And do you know there's not two fingerprints that are the same? It's 7 billion people. So God created you uniquely you with a unique purpose, with a unique calling, with a unique set of giftings to be you. But when we look at our lives, and social media doesn't help, right? The internet doesn't help. TV, it, and it hasn't just been social media. TV, magazines, books, all those things like that, right? What is popular? What is culture? What is culture? What is, what? It, you know, your hair this way, you look this way, you lose this much weight, you gain this much weight, you're buff, uh, you're skinny, you're tall, you're short, you're black, you're white, big lips, little lips, hair, all these things, right? That we are competing to do what? To find value, right? What's on social media, Instagram, right? Everybody's taking pictures and selfies. There's nothing wrong with that. but How many times do we compare ourselves to what? the standard is, right? And if we don't have a proper view for self-worth and self-value, then we will literally run ourselves crazy trying to be what God did not design you to be. He did not design you to be the Instagram model or the the bodybuilder or to be this person or that person. Each person is called to their own life, right, their own calling, their own thing, and what we do is we get trapped into looking at and sometimes it's not even just social media, it can be brothers or sisters, right it can be our friends, it can be people around us. it can just be uh, uh, our own criticism of ourself like i don't like this I don't like my nose, I don't like my face I don't like my cheeks I don't like my thighs i don't like my feet i don't like my hands i don't like all these things but how many y'all know what psalms said let's read it again it says for you formed my inward parts you knitted me together in my mother's womb i praise you for i am fearfully and wonderfully made if something's fearfully made what does that mean it means that there is some consideration like this is precious right God was fearful, right? Not in the sense he was scared, but he was taking his time to put you together. And he was like, well, but that was Adam and Eve. No, he says, everyone is fearfully and wonderfully made. Why? Because of our DNA structure, right? The complexity of that and how it changes, right? And how a parent can have two kids and they look completely different. They can be different colors, have different eye colors, right? Fearfully and wonderfully made. I heard I heard someone say that there, there is over 500 million sperm trying to get to one egg. And God said, that one is you, and you made it, right? And so when we think about the complexity, right, fearfully and wonderfully made, because we look at ourselves and we say, well, I'm not very good, right? I don't measure up. I don't measure up to society. I don't measure up uh, to any aspect, right, of life. And a lot of that is rooted in our childhood, right? So as we're taught, we need to be part of the crowd, right? You're not necessarily taught that, but as young people, as children, right, you you assimilate, right? You're looking for affirmation and confirmation on who you are. And that's why parents are so important to speak into your children who they are at home. Because if not, the kids at school are going to, or the teacher's going to. And you don't know if that teacher is nice, is godly. So if you don't speak into your children who God has called them to be, someone will, guaranteed. Whether now it's the internet or YouTube or the group they hang out with or the teacher or the principal or the person down the street or a gang or whatever it may be, if you don't speak into your children who God has called them to be and the uniqueness of them, Right. How their hair is, what their color is, how their eyes are, how their cheeks are like all these things. Right. We're fearfully and wonderfully made. And so in school, you know, you should be like the popular kids. Right. You should talk like them, dress like them, act like them. But this is contrary to contrary to how we should really think of ourselves. The scriptures give us insight into our uniqueness and our value. So what is self-worth? When we talk about knowing our worth, we're referring to the simple truth that we all have worth. Do you believe that? Amen. That you have worth, you have value, you are important, you are needed, you are here on purpose. You're not an accident. The reality is our self-worth and our self-value it's just some of us don't know it and sometimes we don't think about this these kinds of things uh, but they come out in the things that we say if i'm if i was to ask you if you're beautiful or if you're handsome or anything like that you probably like well no um some people be like yes some, all right yeah. absolutely that's what that's, that should be the answer right some would be like well not compared to or You know, well, uh, yes, in my own way. And it's like, no, no, no. God created you exactly how he wanted you to be. Amen. Fearfully and wonderfully made. So, those of us who do not know our worth may consciously or unconsciously believe that we are worthless. Like, Pastor, what's this got to do with being a Christian? It's got a lot. It actually has a lot to do with your Christian walk. Amen? Just stick with me. So again, those who don't know their worth may consciously or unconsciously believe that they are worthless. But believing that we are unworthy, hear me, believing that we are unworthy can affect everything from your thoughts to your emotions to your actions and to our experiences. But knowing your worth and believing that you are indeed worthy is absolutely essential for happiness and well being. Knowing your worth and your value is essential for happiness and well being. How many of y'all want to be happy? Amen. How many of y'all want to have a good well being? How many of you want to think good? You want to believe good about you, right? Not, we know that we are formed in sin, and we know like all these things, but even in the fact that we were formed and shaped in sin, God still values you. Amen. right? He created you. He created us higher than all the animals, right? He, he, he gave us dominion over them. So one of the foundational truths of Christianity is the fact that we are God's most prized creation. Amen. You know that? So I know we love animals, and there's PETA, and there's all kinds of uh, things that protect animals. And that's great, right? We don't want to abuse animals. We don't believe in abusing animals. But the reality is that humans, Uh God's crown, like crown glory, right, are humans, Uh right? We are his prize. We have a soul. We have a mind. We have all these things. We We were created to worship and to glorify him right? We are God's most prized creation. And then can come animals, right? <laughs> we value human beings, right? Because of what we can do, the fact that uh, your dog, Sammy, can't be saved, right? Mm-hmm. He can be a rescue dog, and he can be a guide dog, and he can do all these things, and that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. It, But he's operating out of instinct, right? Just instinct, just genetic instinct and they can be loving and caring and provide and all that stuff. They cannot do what God, they don't give God glory, right? They don't choose God. We do, right? With our mind, with our will, with our intellect, we choose to give God glory. So the title of this message is you are his yes, right? You are his yes. And this is to affirm and to confirm your worth and value that you matter, and that you have a place, and you have a future, right? That's what, that's what hope is, right? You have a place, and you have a future, right? In God, in God, in the church, in your everyday life, that you matter. Your contribution to life does matter. Sometimes we think, well, just, I just kind of, you know, I'm just here, right? I don't, I don't, and, and, and when I'm just here, it's not really associated to anything in the future, any contribution. What, if I was to ask you right now, what has God called you to do? Could you answer it? Well, hopefully by the end of this, you will, you will, you will be encouraged and challenged to know why God says you are his yes, right? Right? Because he says you're fearfully and wonderfully made for a reason. Amen. For a reason. So I want to read that again. You are his yes is to affirm and to confirm your worth and value and that you matter. You have a place and you have a future. That's good news, isn't it? That's good news that God created you on purpose. He had you in mind when he created you. Sometimes we get lost in the seven billion, right? We get lost in our community. We get lost at work. We get lost in our homes. We, get, we, get, we feel like we've been forgotten, right? Because we may not have the family that we want. We may not have all the things that, that seemingly make us happy. But the reality is, is that you can have all that stuff and still not be happy because you don't value you. You don't value your place in that family. You don't think of yourself highly enough to even be a part of it. Right? So you're valuable. So today, by the by the power of the Spirit, want you to know that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. We can put up Psalms 139 and 13 again. It says, For you were formed, for you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. So he formed every part of you that is unique and is to be cherished. When we look at ourselves, we typically don't like ourselves because we're looking at someone else. We're all guilty of it, right? As a a pastor, as a preacher, you know, I could look at T.D. Jakes and be like, well, I ain't nothing compared to T.D. Jakes. That's the way I could think, right? He's got 30,000 people. You know he's preaching, he's all over YouTube and Instagram, and you know people love him, and he's you know uh, 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 he's the U.S. pastor, right? Like he, when he speaks, people move, like he, he encourages. T.D. was called to do something different than me. right? I can't compare myself because that's not my call, right? That's not my call. And so when you begin to look at things like that. That's why I said comparison is a killer. What if I spent my whole life trying to be like T.D.? If I spent my whole life trying to be the next great preacher, the next great this, instead of just being who I need to be, cultivating who God has called me to. Do you realize that, that, that 90, 95% of all the churches in America are small churches? right? Like under 100 people are small churches. They're not great big 30, 40, 50,000. Uh, uh, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? These churches that Andy Stanley's and T.D. Jakes's and, and Joel Osteen's and all, the, you know, like all these people that have these huge megachurches, I don't knock them because they're called to do something, right? God has given them the ability. He's given them the anointing. He's given them all the things that they need to reach those people. And we'll see later in this message the importance of what you're called to do and how your value is tied to you knowing what you're called to do. But if we keep looking at somebody else and say, well, I don't sing like them. I don't preach like them. I don't talk like them. I'm not educated like them. I don't look like them. I don't do like, I'm not in their circle. I'm not in this, right? Comparison is a killer. So each of us are uniquely gifted and wired to be in a relationship with God. Do y'all believe that? Each of us are uniquely gifted and wired to be in a relationship with God. You know the only way that you're saved is that God calls you. Right? So we think that we make the decision. And ultimately we do, but a lot of people say, I came to God. Right? A lot of people say, I came to God. Well, the reality, reality is is that first he drew you. Right. You can't, you can't just come to him. Right? We think that we do, but there's always something about God's conviction, right? There's always something about the fact that he drew you, right? And so we are designed to be in a relationship with him because he is our creator. And that part of the relationship is working with him to redeem or to pull back a portion of the universe that has been lost to sin. So let me say that again. So you being in a relationship with God. Right, is working to redeem or to pull back right, that portion of the world that has been lost to sin. Are you starting to see your value? That God wants to use you in your specific way, in your specific life, in the specific things that you have gone through to win people that he's called you to. I'm not called to T.D. Jakes' congregation. I can't win them can't preach to them. I can't do... That's who he's called to. Who are you called to? Right? Our value. When we're busy looking at everyone else and saying, well, I can't do it like them, who are you called to? Them is doing what they're called to. But when you find your value, when you find your worth, when you find out the fact that you are called to, to a certain segment of people, no matter who it is, that's who you're called to, right? And so we know that ultimately, we, all of us working together, we will fulfill the plan of God, right? Every church, every minister, every pastor, every evangelist, every witness, right? Every person that does their part helps to fulfill the plan of God. And we know that it won't totally be fulfilled until Christ's return. But we're going to do our part. He says, Occupy until I come. Do something. Work. But if you don't know your value, if you don't know that you have a certain amount of people, a certain part of of redeeming the world from sin, then you'll think you have no purpose. That I don't know what to do. I'm just here. I'm just coming to church, which is wonderful. It is great. But what has God called you to do? So it says your unique experiences through life. God will use to reach and build his kingdom. What does that mean? What does your unique experiences? It means everything that you have gone through. Everything that you have gone through. God promised to do what? Work it out for the good. So everything. Every situation that you have experienced, imagine God using that to help someone else. And some people are like, well, I don't want to go through that for that reason. The reality is is that we're going to go through life and we're going to experience things. Because of sin, because of the evilness of people, because people just be peopling, right? So Me and Daisy say all the time, people be peopling. And so the reality is is that we are going through life and we are experiencing things. Right? We can we can experience hurt, abandonment, disappointment, loneliness of being different, rejection from a parent, from a spouse, from a friend, from society. Like we can experience all these different things, but this is our unique life. You'd be like, Well, God, I, I didn't want this life. I understand. None of us do in certain aspects in certain right. We all are going through and we are experiencing hurt and pain and rejection and all these different things. And so we're going to turn to Ephesians two and ten to understand that you know our lives are predestined for goodness. So Ephesians two and two and ten says, "For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand." that we should walk in them. Let me read that again. Ephesians 2 and 10. For we are his workmanship. That's saying again what? That we are created by him. So something that a workmanship, so a workman put this together, right? As complicated and intricate as it is, there was a workman that created this. Does this look complicated to you? It's got a lot of knobs and things and turns and flips and balances and does all this stuff well someone created this they were a workman and so it says that that we were created for we are his workmanship again you're fearfully and wonderfully made and I need you to grab a hold of the fact that your uniqueness God did on purpose right he did it on purpose You You're like well God I don't like this I, I don't like this I wish I was like this why can't I be like this he said I created you Just the way you are. And it's wonderful. It's marvelous. It's beautiful. It is what I called you to be in your uniqueness. So he says, We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. Again, we were created. And when we get in Christ Jesus, right, we then begin to do good works. How many of y'all can say that since you've had Christ in your life, that you've begun to do some good works? Right. We all have. We all have seen the fruit of this scripture that we begin to find purpose. Right. We begin to see that there is more to our life than just waking up, going to work, eating dinner and coming home. Right. There's more to life. Right. There's more uh, that God has for us to do. So he says he prepared which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. God prepared them before you were even born right? He predestined that there are some things that you're going to walk in, some good works that you are going to do. But guess what has to happen? You have to start them, right? They just not going to fall out of the sky and be like, Lisa, this is what, right? We have to get in Christ. We have to begin to know him. We have to begin to understand our value and our worth. And then we have to say, God, what is it you've called me to do? So we sing the song, Again, by God's providence, yes. Yes, yes. God, whatever you want me to do, yes. We sing that, but will we join him? Because God has already completed the works, right? He says this has to happen, this has to happen, this has to happen. And then he says, will you start the work? Will you operate in your uniqueness, in your value, in your work? Some of us won't start the work because we don't feel like, we're valuable enough, right? You see how self-worth and value stop us, hinder us, make us unhappy. And so we have to ensure that we understand our value exactly the way you are. Of course we can always improve ourselves. You know, I'm over trying to lose some weight, trying to be better, trying to be healthy. But guess what? I'm not I'm not trying to be like the rock, right? I'm not great. I'm not I'm not great like. that's 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 my son. My son is trying to. He's trying to get muscle so big that like he's buying new clothes every three months. It's like what is this boy is like I seen his back and he's like walking around like this. <laughs> he's doing it for fun. <laughs> I'm just trying to lose some weight just to be healthy, you know. Not be over here huffing and puffing, bending over and struggling and knees hurting and all this stuff. And he's over just weights and just big. And it's all right. I want him to keep doing it. But again, that we should walk in these works. So we were created to accomplish things in the earth, and it is only when we are Christ, in Christ that we find our true purpose. right? So you can find your gifts and different callings and different things like that apart from Christ, but your true God-given uh, uh, purpose is only in Christ. Like, you can do things, but there are th- only things that you can accomplish in Christ. Christ, right? We all have knacks, right? We all have the ability to do things, and we can do those apart from Christ, but there are things that only we can find fulfillment in when we find these in Christ, right? When we accept the Lord Jesus in our heart, and then we begin to to understand that he created us, because prior to salvation, like we've all heard, we're God's children, right? Like we're all God's children. God made us and all those things, but we didn't understand how valuable we really were. It is only when we come into the knowledge of Christ that we begin to see our true purpose. So this speaks to purpose and the fact that we have uh, beforehand and even before you were born uh, that you were given a work. You were given something that you need to accomplish. And sometimes when we get on this side, we can say, God, why me? Mm -hmm. I didn't want to go through that. I didn't want to not have both parents in the house or no parents. I didn't want to lose my parent at a young age. I didn't want my parents to be mean. I didn't want them to be abusive. I didn't want them to reject me. I didn't want them to favor one over the other. Right? All the things that we experience through life, it's like, God, why me? And I'll have to say this, why not you? Right? Why not you? Because the reality is, is if we look at Jesus' life, He gave up heaven. He gave up perfection as far as being in heaven. And he came to earth and he lived 33 years through some of the worst circumstances that we could ever experience, that that a person could ever experience and die on a cross as not guilty for people that hate him, continue to hate him. And until this earth ends, people are going to hate Jesus, but he died for them. Right. And so while while I know you don't like and I don't like the fact that I went through some things in life, he promises. Right. That he's going to make it work out for your good. Right. He promises that he's going to turn it around. You can be like, well, I don't I don't see how that is. But think about whatever it is that you experienced that God can bring you out, keep you, strengthen you and cause you to help other people. Maybe you didn't have a mother or a father. And so now your heart is to, is to be there for people, kids, whomever. You can speak to that pain and the fact that God can heal it, right? He can mend it. He can cause it to be okay, right? He can send surrogates, right? He can send spiritual mothers and fathers. He can send people uh, that, that can come and stand in the place, Right? So we see what Jesus did is that he died. He went through everything that he went through. Why? So that he could pray for us. So that he could intercede for us. So he could tell the Father, I know what they're going through. Help them. Right? Strengthen them. And that's a blessing. Again, I don't minimize your pain, what you went through, uh, 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 the loss, the things that you still grieve to this day. But the reality is, is that God will work it out for your good, right? He, he will cause, because the, this is the thing, is that we don't understand his ways. We don't understand why God allows certain things. This is the one thing, is that God didn't do any of it on purpose. He didn't say, well, I'm going to make sure that you don't have a mother or a father. I'm going to make sure that they are alcoholics and abuse you. That's not God, that's evil, right? But because of people's choices, Because of the things that that people choose to do, life happens. And we are very sorry, and I I hate even the things that I went through. But the reality is is that God loves you, right? And he can only do good. And so uh, I got a couple more things, and then I'm going to be out of your way. So another aspect of knowing and operating in your proper gifting is to know what you're called to do. So I got a little a little skid here. Put it over here. So how many of y'all see this? Uh-oh. This table here. Turn over again. My whole skid will be messed up. So All right. So y'all see here what we got. Got some papers. All right. So if the wind was blowing, I need a paperweight. Okay? I need a paperweight. So this is my paperweight. Is that a good paperweight? Serves the purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what it's designed to do? Can y'all see what this is? Can y'all see what this is? This is a nice, nice, a nice camera, right? Paperweight. This thing might have been, when well, we bought it, four or $500. We're just going to use that every day to hold them papers down, right? We don't want the wind. We don't want the air conditioning. We don't want anything to blow it away. It's a paperweight. Serves its function, right? Mm-hmm. Is it? Is it operating in its purpose, to its capacity, in its uniqueness? Is Is it giving anyone any value? No. That's you. Unique, complicated, valuable. When you don't operate in your purpose, then you're just like a paperweight, right? You're just filling a position. You can do what you're doing, but is there more? Did God create you for more? Of course he did. He didn't fearfully and wonderfully make you just to be average, right? Just to kind of go through life like wondering, uh, I don't know, what am I going to do? You know, I'm just kind of here. I'm just kind of, if you want to, if you want to be an entrepreneur, Right? If you want to build, if you want to grow, if you want to do, if you want whatever God has called you to do, help people read, start a nonprofit, build a business, uh, uh, operate in whatever God has called you to do, if He's called you to be a pastor, an evangelist, an apostle, a pastor, a teacher, whatever it would be, right to fulfill the purpose that God has in your life. If you don't understand your value and your worth, then you'll stay as a paperweight. Why? Because they told you you were no good. Right? They, were told you, they told you you were invaluable. You're going to be just like your daddy or your mama. You're no good. You're worthless. You're lazy. You're stupid. You're ugly. You're fat. All these things that people say, and sometimes it's our parents, right, that tear us down thinking that if they run us down enough, it's going to encourage us. To be better, right? That, that if, they, if they call us stupid long enough, if they smack us, if they abuse us, that, that, that maybe we're going to get better. I, I don't know how that works. I don't know how you get beat with a bat and think that you're going to be any better, right? How you going to be abused and neglected and talked about and, and, and run down and, and all these bad things and somehow it's going to be good. Right? Like it just don't make no sense. It's like let let me let me choose your brother and sister to be to 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 be a more favorable, right? Let me let me uh 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 hype them up and put you down and that's going to make you you should be like Johnny. Right? Why ain't you like your brother? Why ain't you like your sister? You don't never do nothing right. You the black sheep. You this, you that. Right? That's not that's not how God intended it. Right? He says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And, and, and when we experience that kind of abuse, you're like, I'm only good enough to be a paperweight, right? I'm only good enough to just be here, to just exist. We can even think that we don't deserve better, right? We don't deserve to have a purpose. We don't have, we don't have uh, uh, or we don't, we're not entitled to more. We can live lives that are not the life that God has for us which is a life of abundance. Right? He says life more abundantly. How many of y'all want to live that life of more abundantly? And it is operating we do that by for one knowing our call. Knowing that Christ has called us to do good works, not just in the church but even in the world. Right? He can use us in business, in every and finances, in every aspect. He is building his kingdom. He wants us to convince people that he is real. He is wanting us to convince people that they're, that they're unique, right? So God can use your broken places. He can use all the things that go on in your life. Can somebody grab me a garbage can, please? So, talk about value. We got one. <clears throat> Just to Beat you to it. Thank you. All right. So real quick, what is this? Money. Money, all right. Does it have any value? Yes. How much? Five dollars. Five whole dollars. Five dollars. You, can get, you can get your Wendy's meal, five for five. <laughs> right. So this money has value. Someone said it was valuable. Isn't that right? Right. So I'm going to crumple it up, right? Whoa. Crumpled it up. Throw it away. Step on it. Kick it. What's it worth? But it's all tore up, right? Do it again. I'm going to slam dunk it in the garbage can. What's it worth? You sure? It's in a garbage can. There's all kinds of... (laughs) Water bottles, and snot rags, and all kinds of stuff—all that in there. Would someone still go in there and get that five yeah. dollars? Yeah. You see, <laughs> we're going to win these. Do you see where I'm going? With the value. How about this? Huh? Will anybody take it? still. Yes sir. Think about this. This is your life. Right? You've been stepped on. You've been abused. You've been put through the wringer. You've been thrown away. You've been torn. You've been broken. You've been talked about. You had everything imaginable has happened to you. But there's still value. Yes. Right? Somebody will tape this up. It's interesting that God says he will mend the broken and hearted, right? Mm -hmm. He will repair that which is broken. And he said, you're so important. He says, the the hairs on your head are numbered. He says, don't be afraid. You are valued. If money, this paper will get everybody's attention, how much more? This ain't nothing but paper and ink. We are molecules and DNA and energy and all these things, electrical signals and brain matter. And, you know, we have the breath of God in us. So if we will ooh and ah over $5, how much more important are you? Your self-worth, your value. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And so just like I can pull this back apart and I can tape it and I can take it to Wendy's. Guess what? God can put you back together, right? He can put you back together. He can heal the broken pieces. He can mend all those things, the black sheep effect, right? The rejection, the abandonment, the fact that you didn't have a father there or a mother. And if you did, they talked about you and they rejected you. He says, I am the good father, right? And I created you. I only loaned you to them and they didn't do right right? They didn't do right. But the reality is, is that you're here now and God says, I want to be your good father. I want to show you your value. And what they didn't tell you, I'm going to tell you, right? What they didn't show you, I'm going to show you. So you don't have to worry. You don't have to fear. You don't have to stay in that place of hurt. You don't have to, you don't have to be that paperweight, Uh, but you can be a beautiful camera that takes pictures of life, that helps people see God more clearly, right? This camera can take pictures, vivid pictures. It can show people things that maybe they missed. You are that complex, beautiful thing. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. Hallelujah. Can we give God a hand clap of praise for his word? That we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Don't devalue yourself. Don't devalue yourself. Don't allow yourself to be compared to anyone else. And even when you are your own worst critic, go back to his scriptures. It says, I was formed in, his, in the belly, right? I was knit, Right, when you look at your nose and you say I don't like my nose, I don't like my face, I don't like my forehead, I don't like my hair, you're telling God he didn't know what he was doing. You're telling God that you didn't make me the way I needed to be made. So I'm thankful that God says his ways are not our ways. That but you are his yes. You are his yes. You are his yes. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what you said. I don't care what you thought. I don't care what you have experienced in life. You are his yes. And God says that because he says you're, you're his workmanship. He says it so many times through scripture, right? That you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. Can we all stand? Because I think we all need prayer. Amen. We all need to know our value. We need to hope again in ourselves. We can hope in a lot of things. We can hope that my job gets better. I hope that this gets better. But today, I need you to hope in you, Amen. I need you to hope in you. And if you do see your value and know your value, are you busy living out that value? Do you understand that you're not a paperweight, right? but you're something beautiful and complex,
1: right? That God has
0: called you. To move to another place in Him,
1: He said He's maturing us,
0: right? So it's time to get busy. It's time to get busy. There's a call on your life that God wants to use you. You keep waiting, thinking that something that for something else. Like I'm not ready. I'm not smart enough. I don't have the strength. I'm not sure I can live up to the commitment. But he says, you're fearfully and wonderfully made and you have everything you need. That if you're in me, he says, I consider me when I called you. So you don't have to worry if you're going to live up, live up to those words that your parents said. He said, you're going to live up to them and go further. They might have called you the black sheep. Say, I'm the unique black sheep. And God called me to be that way.
1: I'm called to ruffle
0: feathers. Amen. I'm called to stand.
1: Uh,
0: I'm called to proclaim a truth. Hallelujah. Black sheeps are normally the people that tell the truth. Uh, People don't always like the black sheep because they tell the real truth. Amen. That sounds a lot like John the Baptist who proclaimed the truth. He said, cry loud and and spare not. So understand all your life experiences Uh, bring you to the perfection of God.
1: And so if you need prayer,
0: please come.
1: Uh,
0: If you need prayer, please come. If you find yourself not knowing your worth, your value, if you need strength, uh, I want you to see yourself the way that God sees you today. Amen. That you are valuable, you are needed, you are wanted,
1: you are not what they said.
0: You are not what they
1: said. Sometimes I see pain.
0: You are fearfully and wonderfully made.
1: When you see fit you have value
0: that is eternal.
1: I see where I am. There is am, not one person Lord. that's made like you. You see where I shall That thinks the way you think uh,
0: that can talk Open the way you talk. Uh, Help me be God wants there. to use you today in your you uniqueness. Uh, he wants you, he loves you, and you are his yes.
1: You are his you yes see. offering an announcement. We need everybody to make your way here. I can't say that everybody or anybody really sees themselves the way that they should. And so we want the Lord to help our vision. We want him to speak concerning who we are. There's so many voices that say a lot of different things about who we are. Y'all can come closer, I won't bite. I did shower this morning, come on. Come on little closer. it's okay. It's all right, <laughs> I did, I promise. Now I didn't sweat it through everything, but I did shower, promise. But it's like God, help me to silence the voices of my past, of my family, of my experiences that caused me to devalue myself. To caused me not to look at myself the way that you see me. Mm. I would have to say that, that a lot of us may have experienced things that nobody else has ever experienced that you know of that's connected to you. <laughs> it's like, I don't know of anybody that really experienced this. This is me. I experienced this. And so how do I explain that to someone and how do I not let that affect me? do I not let it affect how I see myself and what I think about myself? Did I do something to deserve this? Did I do something that, that said that this is the way I was supposed to be treated or this was the way things were supposed to happen to me? Did I do something to make my mother or my father not show up like they were supposed to? Oh, did I do something to make them abandon me or, or not pay attention to me or say those things to me? Did I do something to make them do this to me? Uh, oh. I don't want that to control me anymore. Oosh, uh. oh, hey, hey, hey. I don't want that to control me anymore. I don't want their absence to control me. I don't want their presence to control me. I don't want it to control me anymore. I want to be able to walk in complete freedom. Do I have any people in the room that can identify with what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't want this to control me anymore. I don't want this to determine how I believe in myself or how I doubt myself. I don't want this to control me anymore. I don't want their absence to say that I don't have value or that I'm alone. And I don't want their presence to dictate whether I'm good enough or not good enough. Ooh. So let's go to the one who created you and still have thoughts concerning you. (laughs) He's still thinking about you. (laughs) All the good parts he's thinking about and all the bad parts he already know about it, he still loves you just the same. So come on. If you don't mind, grab somebody's hand beside you. We're gonna bind COVID and all the rest of that. You ain't gonna get nothing. Just grab their hand. Just as a form of connection. Help a hold the baby on that part, yeah, yeah. He's trying his best. He's <laughs> like, <"Mom." laughs> so God, will your creation come to you? <laughs> the creation that you still love, the creation that you died for, that the creation that even messes up, and you still keep chasing after us. The creation that don't always get it right, that don't always think right, that don't always talk right, but yet and still you come by our house every day, yet and still you ride with us and you talk to us, yet and still with all our flaws, you said I still came and died for you. Hey, that you still look at us like we have value, regardless of where we've been and what we've gone through. And so, God, hey, we agree with heaven that we have value. We agree with heaven that you still say we're worth it. We agree with heaven that we were still worth dying for. We agree with heaven that we still uh, have your attention and that you still have plans for us. We agree with heaven that you're still working it out on our, for our good. We agree with heaven that our past don't define us. We agree with heaven that you have a plan and a destiny for us. We agree with heaven that we are your prized possession. We agree with heaven that we are the apple of your eye. We agree with. Heaven, that you walk with us and talk with us. We agree with heaven that you're coming back for us. We agree with heaven that you prepared a match for us. We agree with heaven that we are everything that you desire. We're everything that you need. We're everything that you want. That you love us in spite of us. We agree with heaven that we are awesome and created in your image and in your likeness. We agree with heaven. We tear down the lies of the enemy. We tear down the generational curses of the enemy. We tear down the enemy's lies and say we are alone and we don't have value and that we've messed up and gone too far. We tear down the lies of our mothers and our fathers and our friends. Oh God, we only agree with your voice. Oh God, we thank you that you say yes to us that you say yes to us. We thank you, oh God, that your yes meets everything. Your yes calms the doubts and the fears. Your yes calms the fears and the cries. Your yes calms all of our, our angst and our anxiety. We thank you for your yes. Hey. Yes, we're loved. Yes, we're accepted. Yes, we're worth it. We thank you for it even now. In Jesus' name, we say yes to ourselves that we're worth it. We say yes to ourselves that we have value. We say yes to ourselves that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hug somebody and tell them you have value. Hug somebody and tell them you are worth it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! We are God's yes. We are God's yes. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! We are God's yes. Hallelujah! We're going to get ready to raise, offering and do announcements and dismiss. Um, I know one of the announcements, Pastor Josh, you have it. After Pastor Josh makes this announcement, Brother Terry, you're going to come and which way we going to do it? Are we going to do
0: it? So we know that tomorrow is uh, Martin Luther King Day, and so we absolutely want to celebrate that. Um, the tremendous impact that Martin Luther King had on our lives, amen, especially us people of color, amen. And so uh, we have been gifted... there's a, there's a brother that we know, his name is Jeremiah Morton, uh, and he has uh, created a movie called, uh, let's see here, After King 23, uh, and so it just, it just documents uh, kind of the state of where America is, uh, post-Martin Luther King, and so he actually is, uh, the, it's a film at the Lyric Theater, so over on the table as you're leaving, there are 12 tickets uh, they have a showing at 3.30 and 5.30. I think that's for the 5.30 showing. Uh, so you can grab a ticket and go. It's tomorrow, and it's at the Lyric Theater. Uh, and so he sent them to us. He ran, he uh, messaged me and asked me if we would uh, just tell the church about it. And so it's a documentary that he's been working on for, I think, the last three years uh, that just is after, after the life of Martin Luther King, uh, where is America, right, as it relates to people of color. So uh, it's family-oriented, all those things like that. So uh, feel free to grab a ticket it and take it with you and uh so uh, he may be watching so but uh he's a brother that we know from from way back uh and so uh support it if you can Uh, happy martin luther king day we will now have offering and then announcements that that's the, that was awesome um we all know the ways to give. It's time for to worship God and I give it. Uh, the ways to give. We can text to give 859-888-1190, Cash app. You can go cash Dollar sign RCC Lex or you can give online. remnant-communitychurch.com if anyone needs an envelope, the ushers are in the aisles, raise your hand. I just want to share this cori- scripture. Second Corinthians 2, 6 says, remember this, whosoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and who else, who, whoever sows generously will also reap generously.